1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Back to more John Chuckery. He's in the zone. Sports
2: Radio 92.9 The Game.
1: It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcon's Flyover. <laughs> John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The
2: Game. Back in the Kia studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show hanging out with you here on this Thursday evening. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. The Odyssey app is how you catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929TheGame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, the best way to be a part of the show is through our personal Twitter pages at JMCH316. He is at underscore Dylon Matthews. This is our nightly look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. So Pro Football Focus had their 101 top players from this past season. There is one Falcon that made the list. Uh, Dylon, would you care to guess what player—the only player—to make the list of Pro Football Focus's top 101 players? Chris Lindstrom. Yep. Chris Lindstrom came in. Any idea what he came in at? Ooh,
3: 59.
2: 12. Oh, t- wow. Okay. Good for Chris. Here's the top. Let's see. Pat Mahomes, number one. Gee, what a shock. Chris Jones, number two, Burrow, three, Kelsey, four, Micah. we had Micah Parsons. He was five. Anyway, um, Miles Garrett, six, Tyreek Hill, seven, Justin Jefferson, eight, Lane Johnson, nine, Josh Jacobs, 10, Nick Bosa, number 11, and Chris Lindstrom, quote, Atlanta's offense becoming the most run-heavy offense in the game played right into Lindstrom's hands as he built on a good career thus far to become a human bulldozer this season. Lindstrom was a phenomenal run blocker all season long, and he allowed just nine total pressures across 17 games and over 500 pass-blocking snaps. An underrated element, he committed just two penalties all season. Hey, um, is Hugh still dissing Chris Lindstrom I mean can we call him up and see if he still isn't a fan of Chris Lindstrom or I anything hope like not that? I hope he
3: isn't dissing him
2: oh okay I just you know I just I wasn't sure so um it's not a stretch to say that Chris Lindstrom is arguably not saying it's a fact in stone or whatever he might be the best interior offensive lineman in football How many times have we had the best of the best of the best of anything for the Atlanta Falcons, okay? Now, you know, look, he's a tremendous player. He makes everybody around him better. That's that's part of the reason why you had a top-five run uh, offensive line and a top-five overall, uh, I believe that they were top-ten, I should say, top-ten overall offensive line. But he is an outstanding player. I'm the biggest Chris. Look, guys like that are why you win football games, okay? You can't have too many Chris Lindstroms. Well, they're not sexy. They're not unicorns and wide receivers and quarterbacks and cornerbacks, and they're not $13 million safeties and all that kind of stuff, right? No, no. Guys like him are why you win football games, And their offensive line, when they ran behind those guys, Lindstrom and McGarry, they were dominant, dominant on the right-hand side of that line. I know they're not unicorns, safeties, corners. They don't play 10 yards away from the football, right? No, it's not the sexy picks and people like that. They're just... Guys that play up front on their line of scrimmage, and that's why you win football. But, you know, again, we're not in the business of winning football game. I mean, how silly of me to say all that. We got unicorns and corners, and we're talking about signing a $13 million safety. I mean, geez. I mean, we got to have shiny toys. You see my added, just aggravated, you, you see, just you know. Give it a little grumpy. Yeah. You, you see the aggravation that just comes over me on. I knew when you stuff. were
3: talking about $13 million on uh, safeties on Twitter, I knew I knew what kind yeah. of day it was going to be. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, why don't we invest in a $13 million safety? I mean, we sacked the quarterback so well, and we don't need any offensive line help. And, you know, far be it for us to upgrade. I mean, you know, like, I, I know we need more safeties, even though we drafted two guys in the last three drafts at our starters.
3: The safety will solve all the issues.
2: Yeah, yeah. How many sacks will he get?
3: Probably yeah. zero. Yeah. Probably the same number as Steven Means.
2: Yeah. Well, that would be half of more than Marcus Davenport. So, anyway. Um, interesting article here from Daniel Flick of um, uh, Fan Nation, uh, the Falcons report, um, regrading the 2020 draft. Now, we talked about here recently that the – Fifth year option for the 2020 draft class, which will be coming up. And obviously the Falcons are going to pick up AJ Terrell's fifth-year option. Uh, I think it was like 13, I think it was like 13 or 14 million dollars. So that's what his fifth-year option will be. So in looking back at that draft, AJ Terrell was the first pick. They give a grade of an A. Plus. Can't argue with that. And I didn't see him as an A plus player in the league. Uh, I'll admit that I I thought he'd be good, but I didn't think he'd be this good. So A plus on that. You know what our second round pick was? <laughs> Guy who didn't make the make the cut this year. Marlon Davidson was our second round pick in 2020. Ooh. Um, he gives that a D minus. Can I tell you? The only reason he gets a D minus, the only reason he gets that high of a grade is because of that pick six on Tom Brady. If it wasn't for that play, it would be F minus, 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 minus. Oi Yeah. Matt Hennessy, he's got a C plus. I'm okay with that. I mean, look, what I've always said, you can't have... Jalen Mayfield and Matt Hennessy play side by side. You can't have Jalen Mayfield and Drew Dahlman play side by side. You can't have two below average offensive linemen play side by side from one another. So I'm I'm okay with that grade. You know, Hennessy actually did some decent stuff at left guard when he had a chance to play. Nothing great, but okay. Uh, Michael Walker, they give a B minus, you know, Walker showed a lot of promise in his rookie year. He played a lot last year. He did some good things and he did some not so good things. He's good in pass coverage. Okay. He's a pretty good player all around. Like I'm not frustrated by Michael Walker. Uh, I think that's a fair grade for Michael Walker. Uh, Jalen Hawkins. Speaking of safeties that we don't have to pay thirteen million dollars to, he gets a B grade. I think he's a playmaker, a- and I think that. Look, who did we who who's our who did we sign besides Ryan Nielsen? Who did we sign to help coach the defense? That's going to be the assistant head coach and defensive backs coach. I'm trying to remember who that was.
3: I'm also seriously trying to remember.
4: Say Jerry Gray.
2: Jerry Gray. That's right. I knew it was a G in there. Where 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 was he in 2010? I'm trying to remember where he was in 2010.
3: Oh, wasn't he in like the say Seattle? Seattle.
2: Okay. And let's see. Oh, they in 2010 had a couple of rookie safeties. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who were those two guys?
3: Uh, Cam Chancellor Uh and Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. That's right.
2: Okay. Were those guys any good?
3: Oh, they were all pros.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. So. Maybe a guy who coached those two guys in his rookie year can get more out of Grant and Hawkins without having to, let's say it all together, pay $13 million, 13 million. for Jesse Bates. And then they have Sterling Hoffrichter, uh, who didn't even make the team. That was a D grade. Uh, listen, that's an F-plus grade, um, but interesting to take a look back at you know, the um, the, the 2020 draft class. All right, uh, CBS got their got a mock out. Josh Edwards has this out. Uh, Bryce, he's got he's got the uh, the Colts trading up the number one. Uh, who, by the way, did you see Jim Ursay said today that the Colts are in the business of developing a young quarterback. So, if the Bears were going to look for a trade partner, it may be the Colts when all is said and done. So they got Bryce Young going up uh, from Indianapolis. Uh, he's number one. Stroud is number two, Anderson three to the Cardinals, uh, Jalen Carter to the Bears at four, Will Levis to the Seahawks at five, Anthony Richardson six, Peter Skoronsky is the pick at seven, and then and if this happens, I I I won't be mad I, and I'll 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 be happy because of the position. I just I want to see more and I want to see his combine, but Tyree Wilson, the kid out of Texas Tech. Now, obviously it's the right position, okay? So it's defensive end, defensive lineman, okay? Um, I want to see how I want to see how he looks. Atlanta adds a fast rising still rather raw edge rusher to its defensive front. Tyree Wilson possesses a high ceiling and now slides in opposite Arnold Evicati. Well, again, the only thing I I worry about is I want to just see, what he does at the combine and things like that um remember the last time we took a chance on a guy who had a high ceiling and was playing defensive end and
3: oh was that uh you talking about old Tack McKinley?
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. That didn't uh that didn't he work out to work. work. It Not, didn't? No, no, no. It didn't. Okay. He just Yeah, he, but um, he's but most but, known for cussing but, on TV and talk about his grandma.
2: Well, right. Uh, remember though we had the draft night moment because yeah. It was what 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 was the thing he had the picture of his grandma or whatever. Yes. What, what did he say?
3: I forgot. He he basically said he was doing this for her, and then he said a yeah. bad word, and I can't remember exactly. Okay.
2: Well, um, that was a better moment than his play on the field, by and large. So anyway, but um, okay, I, listen, uh, they got Miles Murphy going. Listen, I, I as long as it's somebody who stands at the line of scrimmage and isn't ten yards away from the football, I'm good with all of that kind of stuff. All right. Uh who are we playing here by the way? This is Maroon Five. No 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 no. Oh, oh. Um I'll get back to that. Let's uh, let's let's hear from Brian McFadden uh, when That's we come right. back. He was on Dukes and Bell earlier today. Chuck Green, Nakia Studios, sports radio onto the game Odyssey.com app.
1: And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
5: Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time, having a good time.
1: Sports Radio 92.9, the game.
2: Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, back with the John Chuck Show, hanging out in the Kia Studios with you Thursday night. We will uh, be back tomorrow, but we will be on after Hawks basketball as, of course, they get back into action after nine days off. Um, you know, most of the NBA is playing tonight, but um, Cavaliers, I think, play tonight too. So I think they, I think they have a game uh, tonight, and uh, so it's... Think this will be a back to back for them, the second part of a back to back. So hopefully the Hawks A can take advantage of, you know, the fact that Cleveland's playing a the back to back. They could take advantage of the Haw- or the um uh Cavaliers not so good road record and the Hawks protecting home court advantage.
3: Yeah, Cavs are playing the Nuggets tonight at halftime right now.
2: Wow, okay. Is that is that in Cleveland?
3: It must it must be. I'm gonna double check. Yes, they are in Cleveland.
2: Okay, all right. So, yeah, they they come down, so they play at home, come down here. They're much better at home. They're a really good home team, but they are uh, below five hundred. I think they're like fourteen and eighteen or something like that on uh, on the road. So, um, everything kind of sets itself up for everything. So um here's the text of the night, Dylon. We have a player that wants to be here, embraces the city, taking every opportunity to rep the A in his many Atlanta themed sneaker releases. And all you got all you guys do is hate on this young man. Are Kawhi M B Tatum or Harden, great leaders? Come on, y'all need to stop coming after him and trying to build him up. Uh these younger folks need positive reinforcement. The old ways don't work anymore. We can talk about how things were in our day till our face uh, to till, till your face turns blue. But that time is gone and we're not far behind it. So uh, find some joy in the now or die a miserable. And then they say, um, the hell is wrong with you right. people?" That that literally is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire 51 year old life. You know, it's also different now. Guys getting two hundred fifteen million dollars over five years for a contract, okay? How, how many Supermax deals did Magic Johnson get, okay? With the money, hey, listen, with great power comes great responsibility, right? That's how it works, folks. There, there, there's a pecking order, and when guys are paid the most, they naturally gravitate to those people. Media, fans, Everybody naturally gravitates to those people, right? Do do people in Philadelphia look at Embiid and Harper and guys like that differently than other players? Yes. Oh. Oh God! Hate, hate, hate! Christmas. Uh! Man, they uh, the loons are out tonight. Uh, Brian McFadden joined Dukes and Bell earlier this afternoon and the guys start off by asking about what he thinks about Aaron Rodgers as he has come out of the dark. Now,
6: I think Aaron Rodgers comes out of this dark room and tells all of us that he's going back to green Bay for one more year. Oh, <laughs> um, right. I, I, I think. I think the theatrics and everything that goes into what he decided to do was for for him and providing attention to who he is as a player. But come on, let's keep it real. You got to go into a dark cave to yep. determine if you want to get over $50 million for one more year, right? It's either that or just retire from the game. I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going, going to play one more year. But I think everything that he uh, came away with, going into this cave is basically going to tell all of us, I'm going back to Green Bay for one more year, let's go ahead and run it back, try it one more time, last dance, blah, blah, blah. That's all it, that's all it is. You had to go in a dark cave to determine if you want $50 million or not. That doesn't make any sense.
5: <laughs> the thing is, though, don't you feel like they missed their window, the two NFC championships going backwards and losing Devontae Adams? I know Christian Watson is going to be a star in this league, but it took a minute for that to turn on. Seems like, they, to me, they, they missed the window, Brian, up there no
6: question the window was open for a few years with the green bay packers you talk about having you know back to back seasons winning at least 13 ball games you know making it deep uh, making a deep playoff run and having nothing to show for it and now you look at everything else that has happened in the nfc especially in the division alone they did not win the division we don't know exactly how much different the vikings roster will look but that's a team that has talent not to mention a surging Detroit Lions ball club with two first rounders, right? To continue to add to their roster, they're not slowing down. And who knows what the makeup of the Chicago Bears will look like just with Justin Fields and having resources, of course, money to play with the top pick in the draft could trade out of that spot Mm -hmm. to get more picks. So, yes, I think the window has closed because for such a long time, the NFC North, the black and blue division was a division that Aaron Rodgers dominated. He owned. I don't know if he, he, he I, I think he in the he he basically sold the house and now he's you know he, he's renting it out. He don't
1: own the house anymore. What do you think about Eric v. Enemy taking In my opinion, Bryant, you tell me, a lateral move. Yes, he gets elevated with the title assistant head coach with the Commanders. But he had to do this and not get offered an a, you know a, a head coaching job when he's under the Andy Reid coaching tree. He's been saying a lot of good things. I've seen some of the pressers, and he was asked today about Shady McCoy's comments. What do you think about Eric Biener? Will he ever get a head coaching opportunity?
6: Not in the NFL, no. Maybe on the collegiate level, but in the National Football League, I don't think so. Because you talk about being a part of the Andy Reid coaching tree, that's one of the more prolific coaching trees in the entire game. Think about all the notable names that have come from Andy Reid's coaching tree guys that didn't call plays by the way right yeah. that was the knock on Eric the enemy well he's not the primary play caller heck Hallball when he was a special teams coach for the Eagles never called anything close to an offensive play he got an opportunity Doug Peterson right when he coached under Andy Reid he wasn't the primary play caller he got an opportunity heck he's on his second head coaching opportunity you Adam Gates I mean, the list can go on and on and on. Sirianni, when he coached under Andy Reid, right? I mean, there are so many big time names that have been in the Andy Reid coaching tree, but not a primary play caller, but they've gotten a shot. So for me, Eric B. Enemy, I don't know what's going on, guys. We got to keep it real. We got to figure out what is going on when he has had these head coaching interviews. What is going on for teams? year after year, to be like, no, we don't want you to be a part of our head, uh, a part of our organization as a head coach. But you can be a coordinator or, or an assistant coach. But mm-hmm. something is going on. But to answer your question now, he would never get a shot.
5: Yeah, you mentioned it. I mean, Peterson and Nagy were in the same exact spot where Enemy was, you know, and, and they got gigs. And Nagy obviously flamed out up in Chi-Town. It's Bryant McFadden with his guys here on the com hotline. Super Bowl winner with the Steelers, proud Noel. The other thing is, and then Carl and I were talking about it earlier in the week, then Shady McCoy pops off because apparently him and Le'Veon Bell are the only guys who didn't get along with Eric Bieniemy. Other Chiefs players, former and present, came to Bieniemy's side and said, he's just a guy that demands excellence. And I guess Shady and those guys kind of ran amok. Was it more about those guys being at the stage of their career where Bieniemy says, I can't use you like you were used before, and that's why they got the extra grind?
6: Probably so. You know, those are two, you know, players that have played under Eric Bieniemy, and clearly Shady feels a certain type of way. He was towards the end of his career, and then Jamal Charles, you know, spoke out on behalf of Bieniemy, and the same can be said for what didn't say what Le'Veon didn't say about Bieniemy. You know what I mean? So I think it's, it's an individual preference, but that has nothing to do with Eric Bieniemy not getting a head coaching job right that that has nothing to do with Eric Bieniemy i think he's more than a capable coach to be a head coach to at least get an opportunity when you look at everybody when you look at the names that have gotten an opportunity to be a head coach matt patricia right mm-hmm. matt patricia he had some legal issues that was associated yes. with his name that didn't stop the detroit lions from hiring him from hiring him, and let's keep it real, the mastermind for that defense that Matt Patricia was a part of was all Bill Belichick. We understand Matt Patricia had the D.C. Mm-hmm. title, but you know who the mastermind was. I mean, so we got to stop this and saying that, well, he's not qualified. We've Joe Judge. <laughs> Judge. Okay, let's stop it right there. No, no said, no, uh, we don't need Boom. to go any, any, any further.
1: Yeah, it's, it's perplexing. Yep. And, and it, it, if you don't think about it in that way, then you're just not paying attention to all the things that are being laid out. It's uh, our man Brian McFadden, guys talking NFL offseason. All right, combines next week. I'm just curious, how much stock do you put into it? How much do you watch it, look at it, and go, okay, this dude's stronger than I thought. This guy's got a stronger arm. This guy's Mm -hmm. faster. And it changes your thoughts about potential guys that you may want to draft.
6: I mean, the combine is very, very important because it either puts a stamp of approval on guys that you already believe were big-time talents, or it kind of gives you reason to be concerned. You know what I mean? So some of these outstanding guys that we've watched every Saturday over the last few years, you get an opportunity to see them go out and perform and compete amongst their peers. But I don't want to put all all of the say so on the combine because at the end of the day you still you, know, you still got to play football. But the combine will either solidify who you who we think you you are to be as a player, or it might put a lot of big time question marks on on a few guys. You know, for some guys that we think that are extremely fast, they might not run a fast forty. You know, for some guys that we think that are extremely strong, you know, linemen might not might not put up the 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 numbers that we think they should be on the reps for a guy like we spoke about Bryce Young, right? Last week we talked about Bryce Young. Some people say he's six foot. Some people say he's 5'11". Guess what? When the combine hit next week, when he's there, we're going to get an opportunity to see exactly how tall and how much he weighs to determine exactly should he be considered to be in the top pick, or will the measurables play a big time, uh, could be a big blow into where he might go based on his draft status.
5: And I know that some guys don't understand why guys don't want to throw at the combine. They'd be better off doing it in their own workout at their own university because you got guys that you're familiar with. Speaking of the combine, uh, we got Jalen Carter coming up. We spoke to Bruce Feldman yesterday about him. Everything is just solid. This guy's a great teammate, solid citizen, and he's a beast. If the Falcons could move up and the cost wasn't too. We were talking about it earlier, Bryant, would you pull the trigger on that, moving up and getting Jalen Carter and changing the face of your defense?
6: It depends on how much you got to give. Up to go get them,
5: Carl. What was the Number gift? One. What was the, what was the gift, Carl? What we were talking about it was a it was a first round. Well, obviously you're gonna, swapping picks, you're and gonna, then, yes. You're going to swap,
1: and then you're going to give up uh, a 2023, and then you're also going to give up a 2024. Now we're not talking about first round picks. You're, you're swapping to move into the top four, but there are two second round picks that you would give up in addition to swapping your overall eighth.
6: Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot to give up. I'll I'll do this. Let let's say he's still available at four or five, you know, five or six. Yeah, you go ahead and pull the trigger. Mm. But if, 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 if you're thinking about pulling the trigger to get outside, you know, get inside the top three, mm. that might be a bit happy to pay. I believe this for the Falcons. You can address the interior of your defensive line via free agency and still keep all of your picks intact. You know what I mean? Because that has been an Achilles heel for the Falcons defense for such a long time. The softness in the interior, not having guys that can dominate. Grady, Grady Jarrett has been a, a one-man army for such a long time. But if you can get someone that can line up next to him, that can be a hell like he's been, that makes the entire defense better. So a name that I, I like to associate with the Falcons, I think you can get him for a nice deal for, for both sides, would be Javon Hargrave, who was a, a terror For the Eagles, you know what I mean? So there are names that you can add via free agency. Now, when it comes to money, of course, I don't know exactly where the cap is for the Falcons. But if you got to give all of that to go get Carter, boy, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean,
1: so you won't have – you said two second-round picks you got to give up also? Yeah, you're going to switch eight and four, and then you're going to give up a 2023 second-round pick. Let's just say it's 45-46, somewhere around there, and then a 2024 second-round pick. B, I'm doing this. Oh, but by the way, guys, correct me if I'm wrong – The Falcons in twenty twenty four, they'll have two
6: second round picks based on the Mm -hmm. Calvin Ridley trade, right from Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Correct. If he's once he's
1: reinstated, you got juice. You get another second round pick. That's what I'm saying. B, I'm doing this. I I like. I'm pulling the trigger on this. If you could do it, okay. If you can do it, and I
6: forgot. My bad. I forgot about the extra second round. That's a great point. The Falcons will get so. Yeah, if you can do that, and if you believe he checks off all the boxes that you would like to have a guy check off, go do it. But well, we we would agree to all of this though. I think for all of, all of us talking about this, the Falcons got to get tougher in the, in the interior. Yes. So if he's a guy that you go get. No question, go do it. Yeah,
1: meaner, tougher, all right. of those things.
5: And Deron Payne's getting franchise tagged by the Commanders. Yeah. yeah.
1: Brian McFadden, always a pleasure. Bro, we appreciate you. Uh, we're looking forward to all, more of these conversations as we move through the offseason. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward.
0: Back to
1: more
2: John Chuckery. Hey, folks, how you doing? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show, hanging out in the Key Studios. 404-741-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929 the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, follow us on our personal Twitter pages at jmsh316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. We'll get to uh, What's Bug and chuckry uh, coming up here in just a couple minutes. Um, reminder, Grant McCulley is going to join us at 1020. He will be live with us uh, this evening. So once he's had dinner and drinks and catches a movie and everything else uh, down in Florida, uh, he will be on with us. So uh, we'll talk to him. And, um, you know, obviously, Grapefruit League action is about to start up. Oh, by the way, too. The Falcons did sign tonight. They, they, they made their second free agent signing. So their first was Liam McCullough, uh, their long snapper. Now they've made another big free agent signing. You know who? Parker Hesse. So the great Parker Hesse. Is he a unicorn? He sure is. Okay.
3: Parker Hesse's know, that dude.
2: <laughs> I know Michael Pruitt's the, the unicorn. But, yeah. Um, We've got unif-
3: unicorns all over the field. Okay. Especially at the
2: tight end position. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's good. So, um, yeah. No, listen. Uh, I don't have a problem with a Parker Hesse. I You got to have guys like that. You got to have some blocking tight ends and people like that on the roster. Right? I, I don't have a problem with Parker Hesse being here. So, um, I just, you know if we could just get unicorns all figured out and straightened out and wish I had some unicorns on the defensive line, but uh, we don't have really many. We don't believe in that. Yeah, we don't we don't really have any of those. So anyway, um, so we'll talk to Grant coming up at 1020. Uh, we'll replay Jason Longshore coming up here at 940. If you didn't catch our preview for Atlanta United and look, they got to take advantage of their schedule. I mean, we talked about the Hawks that, They have not done a single solitary thing to take advantage of their schedule. Four of the first six matches at home for Atlanta United and including teams like Portland and San Jose that come to your building. So coming all the way across the country to come play Atlanta United. And then one of your two road trips is the Charlotte. So that's an Uber ride that you got to go up to Charlotte. So that's not a big deal. It's not like you got to go to... Canada or out west or anything like that in the middle of everything. So you got four of the six matches at home to start the season. A, a road trip to Charlotte, and then your the only other road trip is Columbus. So you got to take advantage of the schedule. You have to take advantage of what's in front of you. And certainly I think that, you know, if Atlanta United gets off to a good start and, and can keep some momentum going, then, you know, they uh, – we certainly have got to get back to playoff soccer, right? We certainly have to get back to what Atlanta United was in our first few years, as, as it is our seventh year. So, And Dylan will be there for all the games because he doesn't work on Mondays or anything like that, so he'll make sure he's there for all the games and stuff like that.
3: Holding it down on the John Truckery Show and he, on Atlanta United.
2: Well, not really John Truckery, but anyway, um, yeah, don't really see you often. Um, did you get one of the new kits?
3: Yeah, no, I didn't. You you would think a guy who works all the Atlanta United games he, and, you know, is a full-timer, you he, he would get a kit, but I didn't. Wow. I'm not okay. bitter or anything, but, you know, no, I didn't.
2: Yeah, I even got mine. That's, you got one, too? Yeah, yeah, I got I got my kit. How did I not get one? It, it's got the number 17, and it's got Chuckery on the back, so, yeah, we got we got our kit. I, I got to talk
3: to some folks about this,
2: because everybody seems like they got one except me. Yeah, I mean I think Steak and Sandra even got a, a kit and Steak and Sandra got one. Yeah. Bo and-
3: got one, says Squid
2: Billy on the back. Okay. Orin got one. Yeah, because we uh we didn't get kits last year. When they did that forest green, um when they did the forest green kit, a lot of us didn't get like Orin didn't get one, I didn't get one. Um well, you weren't here, I think, when when all that happened. Uh um, I was here, but I wasn't well, full time. Yeah, but I mean yeah. you you weren't you weren't producing I mean not that you produce the sh- not that you produce the show now, but you were certainly not producing the show back then, but um, and I
3: mean, I, I, I'm the one sending the folks the highlights. Well, I, I'm
2: sending the, the Atlanta United people the highlights well, and the games I, and whatnot. I think this is what it is: is that now that now that Mike Connie is in charge of everything, that we're getting those kinds of things. Because I always get stuff from the Hawks. Like, yeah, I've I've gotten I've gotten like um not not a mask, but a a face covering. I got I got face coverings. I got a jersey. We got all kinds of stuff from the Atlanta Hawks over the last few years. But uh, this was the first time I got a kit from Atlanta United. Well, maybe I'll get one next year. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see. see if my daughter can wear it because, you know, she – is it, is it strange if a grown man wears a uniform that's got his name on the back? No.
3: Okay. You that's, should rock it. Okay. How old are you? Twenty-seven. Okay. Well, ask, am I twenty-seven? Oh, no, I'm twenty-six. About yeah. to be twenty-seven. That,
2: that for a fifty-one-year-old man, it it's it's not appropriate. I think you should do it, Chuck. No, no. What's wrong with it? No. No, it's great. Uh, listen, it's fantastic. Looks fantastic. No, I, I know I, that. Like the, I like the new kit design. I I I love it. Like the the traditional blacker. And by the way, um, Garth Lagerway uh, said that they may unveil another kit. This year, oh wow! Which they, which they usually kind of have an alter, right? Then they, then they. Um, last year was the the forest green. No, last year oh, was no. the ocean blue. That oh, they, that's
3: right, that's right. Yeah,
2: that they had, um, uh, that they used recycled plastics or whatever like that from the ocean floor. So they wore that for one game against the. I think it was because it was the game I was at. Um, I, I want to say it's like one of the West Coast teams that they played at Mercedes Benz, but they wore that uniform. For, I think it was Seattle. I think it was the was it Seattle Sounders. I think it was the Seattle Sounders that, that they wore that kit. And it was like the, the blue that was made from recycled plastic from the ocean floor, cleaning up the environment and all that good kind of stuff. So,
3: Well, Chuck, you, you call yourself you know, a heel. You should be a heel and go yeah, against I, what society listen, says and, I, and wear, the, wear I, the jersey. I
2: didn't know until tonight I ran Dansby out of town. I didn't know tonight until I got on Twitter and I ran Dansby out of town.
3: Did you really yeah. that's news yeah. to me.
2: Yeah, I ran I ran dan according to weren't you uh, weren't you campaigning to keep Dansby? Uh well listen, it again, it we don't want to let facts get in the way of what sounds good, okay?
3: That's right. The story well, is that all that matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much truth is behind it, it's just the story.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't want facts to interfere with anything because, you know, we all have the power to, you know run these guys out of town and everything like that. I wish I had that kind of power. Trey's you know? next on your list, right? I would have I would have ran Dan Quinn out of here a few years earlier than what Dan Quinn was let go. But anyway, all right, let's get to What's Bugging Chuckery. Don't look
1: now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like, that's hard. Don't
2: make me angry.
1: You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game.
2: All right, I got questions about this A.A. Ron thing. Now, I saw the pictures of the room that he was in, and they said it was only 300 square feet. Now, look, and because I, I was asking the question, was that area only 300 square feet? Like, that's only 15 by 20 or 30 by 10. That's not a very big area. And I was doing some math because that's what I do. He had a queen-size bed in that, so... I don't know. I don't know if this room is fifteen by twenty or not, but I'm guessing it's. This is probably about the same area, and it had a walk-in bathroom and everything to it, and there was f- some furniture and stuff like that. But a queen-size bed is 33 thirty-three and a half square feet, so that's over ten percent. And then they, then they, they had a. They, I saw a picture of a bathtub. So if it's just a standard size bathtub, that's another 12 feet. Square feet. So 15% of the floor space is taken up by um, a bed, a queen size bed, and a bathtub without anything else, without furniture, without a stove or oven or anything. And I don't know what all they had for cooking or anything, but they, they did have a walk in bathroom. So it was that small. Like, isn't that a decent, I mean, I don't know, maybe, and again, I understand the concept of a small house. I've been in small houses. I would love one, but those are even like 600 square feet though. And they don't have a queen size bed in them. You ever seen all the stuff they cram into one of those things? You have to sleep on a bunk bed and you have to take a leak in your kitchen and, you know, you got your, your, it's a combination stove and a leaking thing that you take in, you know? Or or you go whizz in the sink, you know. I mean, that's how those houses are set up, right? They don't have all the accoutrements and everything like that. And I don't know if he cooked in there or anything like that, but I guess he had all his food delivered and everything, you know, with that. But that thing sure that thing sure looked a little bit more spacious. And they had a like a yoga mat, or they had a, 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 a what I want to say like a meditation mat or something like that in there. Like it, it actually didn't look all that bad. I mean, like I said, I don't know if you could cook or anything like that in there, but you know, I mean, if he's got a queen size bed and he was by himself,
3: Looked pretty manageable to me.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it was, and it's partially built underground and everything like that. Now, here's the thing: we heard Brian McFadden talk about going back to the, the uh, Packers. Brett or um, Aaron Rodgers is in line to get. Fifty nine and a half million dollars. He's a thirty two million dollar hit against the cap. And then when you figure signing bonuses and all that good stuff, he's in line for fifty nine and a half million dollars. That's not his cap hit. okay? and by the way, his cap, you know how much dead money against the cap he has this year? One hundred million dollars. Actually, $99.8 million against the cap. Dead money against the cap. But he's in line for a cap hit of $32 million this year, $52 million next year, and then $59 million the last year of his deal. That's his cap hit. But he's in line for $59.5 million this year. Why would he walk away from that? Why would he, in the NFL, why would he walk away and just leave that on the table rather than play one more year because he's got an out for next year why would he leave that kind of money on the table 59 and a half million dollars you think Aaron Rodgers is leaving 59 and a half million on the table just so he could go in the dark go in the light go into some voodoo lounge you know go into some hookah bar or whatever the hell he's doing Okay, you think he's leaving that kind of scrajole on the table? No. That that whole that whole thing about you know, well, who's going to get Aaron Rodgers? The Packers, because he's got fifty-nine and a half million dollars that he's going to collect this year. Hello, you struts. I don't care what darkness caves, hookah lounges. Uh, Tiki Bars or whatever he's in. He's got $59.5 million that he's going to collect this year from the Packers. He ain't leaving that on the table. Now, maybe they trade him or something like that, but I don't even know if he's got a trade. He might even have a no trade clause or whatever. But he ain't leaving $59.5 million just floating around so that, you know, he can come out of the cave or the you know, closet or whatever, you know, that he's doing or whatever. By the way, you know that story, right? Yeah. What story? We'll, we'll we'll talk about that off air. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that off air. But anyway, so no, he's, he's not leaving that kind of money. He'll play for one more year for the Packers. Then there's an out in his contract after next year. You know how, who was it? Manny Machado said earlier that he's going to – play this year, and then opt out of his deal. Okay, Aaron Rodgers would just say, I'm going to play this year for $59.5 million I can collect, and then hasta lasagna, don't get any on ya. But he ain't leaving no $59.5 million. I don't care what Tiki Bar, Hookah Lounge. I don't, I don't care he come out of MJQ or whatever. I don't care where he came out of. He ain't leaving that kind of scratch on the table. And that's what's bugging Chuck Reed. All right. I did some of the math. We'll take a look at potential games for the Hawks the rest of the way. I'll give you the numbers about where the pacing of the Hawks games played is. Chuck the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, the Game, the Odyssey.com app.